Hey, welcome into the Sink of Truth podcast, uh, presented by our great friends over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. I am Mark Schlerth. He is Mike Evans, millennial Ben, producing the show. Uh, great things going on today, man. So much NFL news. Mike, how are you, buddy? I am doing great. You're right. This is this is awesome. Free agency, rumors, deals, double dealing. Randy Gregory looks like he signs with the Cowboys. An hour later, the Broncos steal him away. This is awesome stuff. Yeah, it, it, and, I mean, there are so many great things going on. And you love, I mean, you love, first and foremost, how about the NFL? The NFL, just the power of the NFL in general. Like, how many dumps can they take on other sports and just be like, ah, that felt great. Like, I mean, Selection Sunday is going down. It's like the NCAA's big deal, and all of a sudden Brady goes, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm coming back, and everything stops. Nobody cares about Selection Sunday anymore. It's all about Tom Brady. I mean, as soon as the news broke, I'm getting texted from uh, from Bet Rivers. Hey, can you put a video together for us, right? We need to do a video on Tom Brady. The odds are going crazy now with Tom. I mean, the NFL is just a 24 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year machine animal that needs to be fed, and whenever they want to trump something, they just trump it. You got that from me. What? The whole 365-day-a-year monster that needs to be fed. That's mine. No, you don't Yes, that is mine. That's as old. That's as old. That's a a tale as old as time, Mike. Oh, please. Mike, I've been, I've been saying that long before I ever knew you. All right. Come on. You hot snot. Come well, on. Well, let's start with Brady. All right. You, you know, people are like, wow, you know, that, that's a surprise. Or, wow, what a what a drama queen. You know, the guy couldn't stay away without needing and craving the attention. Mark, from the moment he retired, like the next day, mm-hmm. you had people going, yeah, I don't buy it. He'll be back. Nobody... I wasn't surprised when I heard the announcement. Were no, you? No, I was no. excited. But yeah, I, but not the, surprised. The NFL is a better place when Brady's playing in it. And, oh, by the way, that dude was right in there with Aaron Rodgers and with everybody else. I mean, there's a, there are a handful of people that could have won the NFL MVP, Cooper Cup, and a couple other people. Like, Tom Brady was right there. He's still playing at an MVP level. And you've got a Tampa Bay team. Although they've lost a couple of offensive linemen, they went and got Shaq, Ma- or Shaq uh, Mason yeah, from, from New England. Uh, bottom line is that's a really good football team. Um, still with uh, just, I mean, a really stellar like defensive personnel on the back end, their linebacking core. I mean, that's still a really good football team that instantly is one of the top, I'd say, three teams in the NFC. Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Who else would be in the NFC that would be – like Dallas, they're still Dallas, but they they're good. Well, let me try. Let me ask you to try to get inside Brady's head, which I I know you're eagerly looking forward to that assignment. Oh my! Just gosh. to imagine you're there. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> Let's turn the lights down. Yeah. Can we get those blinds? Um, turn out the lights, <laughs> sweet darling, because tonight but, we're but, all the way. But why why do you retire? If everybody assumed this. And it didn't take long, and he was conflicted. He's out right. at a Manchester United soccer game. He's talking to Ronaldo, and Ronaldo asked him if he's done, and he's kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, why? Why, why do you retire in the first place? 
Well, probably because he and, you know, his significant other, Giselle, um, maybe you've heard of her, uh, they've probably had this conversation. He's played for a very long time. You know, all those things. And, and you're disappointed about how the season ended. And you really, as a football team, you didn't play your best. You had a lot of injuries to overcome early on the defensive side of the ball. I think there's a lot of things that go into that emotional decision early and you made it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're making a trip to Whole Foods or whatever, and you're like, this sucks. <laughs> um, I always, you always said it when I was a player. Like, all you have to do is send your wife on, like, a girls' long girls' weekend, and you got to take care of the house and the kids to, to realize, like, I ain't cut out for this, right? <laughs> this, is not, this is not my deal here. And so I'm sure, like, I'm sure that those are some of the things that uh, came up and you know, he just – he misses it. He misses the pre- – like, Tom Brady is a grinder. I, I tell you the other thing I think that Tom Brady misses probably more than anything else is just being one of the dudes. Like, that's the last place, that the last bastion on earth where he just gets to be one of the guys. Like, everywhere that guy – like, I joke about going to Whole Foods. That guy can't go to Whole Foods. You got to have somebody deliver your groceries, you know? I mean, that, he can't – where can he go? He's Tom freaking Brady. So the la- the one of the places I-, I was told by by a coach a couple of years ago, like first and foremost, every guy that I've ever talked to, like they'll talk about Tom Brady and and be like, yeah, like I I got signed there, um, you know, to be on practice squad or whatever, you know, and I I I, I pop in the locker room the first time and I'm a nobody from nowhere, right? I'm I'm I signed to be a tight end on the practice squad. And uh, Tom will walk right up to you and go, "Hey, man, Tom Brady, how like, you know, like, yeah, I know who you are, right?" And it's not like it's not a it's it's just the way. Was well, it? But it's genuine. Yeah, it's right? genuine. It's yeah. it's like, hey, man, you're part of the team. I want to meet you, type of thing. So then I had another coach tell me he's like, you know, he, there's no other place in the world that he can be just one of the dudes, right? And he's like, so we roll down. I'm, I'm like, you know, I got a break. It's, it's a late Friday evening, and I'm about ready to wrap it up and go home, you know, because we get a little bit of an earlier day. But I had some work to do, and I roll down through the locker room on my way out to grab, you know, they've always got lit, like the cafeteria type of thing, right? So I'm, I'm gonna grab an apple or a snack and and head out. And I walk down there or get a diet soda, whatever it is. And Tom Brady is playing cards in the locker room at. 6 30 in the evening with a bunch of rookies and you know it's like hey my wife and kids are out of town i'm just gonna hang out in the locker room because this is just better than like that's kind of that's kind of that environment and so i think he i think that's part of what he misses i mean i i've watched him doing games the last few years and being at practice down in tampa like the competitions the friday competitions of throwing a ball like they they have he and the rest of the quarterbacks have these competitions where they're throwing ball the you know the football in a trash can like from different areas of the football field and like it's a big like it's a big there's a ain't no way I'm losing to Kyle Trask today uh, right yeah there's a <laughs> there's a big competition going on so yeah. you see all that and you just appreciate that that's the only place he can do that stuff so as long as he's still playing at a super high level I can see him going babe you know to his wife it's like hey listen you've supported me. I, I, you know, I love it if you want me to stay retired, but I can still play and let's, let's, 
like one more run. Can we do one yeah, more? One more, run? just one more, just one, just more. one more, just one. Well, more. I, I'm glad because I am too. I, anytime that you can watch one of the greatest, arguably the greatest, to ever do something, then you should treasure those moments. You know, as right. sports fans, we always grow up studying and uh, being fans of of what happened before we came along. If history's happening while you're in the middle of it, enjoy right. it, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. So how about I'm, the dude, I'm glad by the he's way, coming back. How about the dude that bought his last touchdown ball yeah. for $500,000? You think, you think that's a How's the value of that? Buyer beware that, thing? Or right. you think he gets his money back? You think uh, the value of that is? dollars $518,000. You think the value of that ball is a... It may, get, it may be one of those things over time. Because he did come back yeah. over time, it may become more valuable. It's like a baseball card that puts the wrong hat on a player or something like well, that. Well, I went to I went to a card show the other day and um I was talking to You went to a card show. I went to a card show. You had to have been paid to go. <laughs> yeah, of course I was paid to go. <laughs> I, think I went to a card show just to look at cards. <laughs> Right? right, you think I well, wore a Star Trek a- outfit <laughs> yeah, while I went? Com- or you went what? to Comic Con on your own? Yeah, like, <laughs> cosplay. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't go to a card show for the heck of it. I was getting paid to go to a card show. But the point being, the point being, the point being is um, one of the guys that runs an auction house. Or helps run an auction house, um, has he's going to auction? You know, do one of these big auctions. They've got a Honus Wagner card. Yeah, and the Honus Wagner card. You know, it's the most it's the most coveted card. In, yeah, in card baseball card collecting. But he said this Honus Wagner card was the one that Charlie Sheen owned that was taken, was stolen, and then they got it back or whatever. And the history of that card that it had been stolen. Um, I think I'm saying the right – I think this is the right context that I have or as I heard it, um, and I could be off on a couple of little things, but he's like, that card instantly goes up in value. It's going to go for $3, 4000000 million because of the backstory yeah. on it. So I wonder if the football, the last touchdown that wasn't the last touchdown ball, like gets extra value simply because of the story behind it. Well, I guarantee you the guy that wrote a check for 518 large is certainly hoping that, so – well, I mean, uh, if you've got a, if you got five hundred eighteen to sign the, to buy point. a football, you got you got you know forget you money. Yeah, forget you <laughs> right? money. I like that. <laughs> right, forget you money. Uh, all right, so Brady's back. Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Talk about getting paid. Three years, one hundred fifty million, all guaranteed. And you know, it 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 kind of supports the narrative that plenty of people have had about Aaron Rodgers, that he's all about Aaron Rodgers, that he's selfish, that he's a he's a he's a diva and all that and and people can point to this contract as proof of it. I don't know. How about just a guy that's won four MVPs including the last two should be the highest paid guy in the NFL. Hey, I don't have any I don't have any problem with that. Here's the other thing. Regardless of and this is the thing about contracts that you have to understand. You know, we're like I always look at this like where are all the people pounding the table you know all the people that are like when a guy says I want a new contract and he sits out and they're like honor the contract that's part of it. but we're all the people now I mean you've seen tons of guys that have been signed as free agents over the last two or three years that still have two or three years left on their deal that got cut 
Like, where are all you people pounding the table that the team should honor the contract? No, 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 no. It's a one-way thing. You, as a player, you got to honor it. As the team, uh, screw you. Like, like we don't care anymore, right? So, like, all that stuff is all that stuff is garbage. You're 100 percent right. Why shouldn't Aaron Rodgers be the highest paid guy? And it's funny money because it's not about the value of the contract. It's about the value of the cap and what he did for the Green Bay Packers. Listen, he could have stayed at the the level he was at. His cap value was 46.1. It all counted 46.1 million dollars. His cap value with a renegotiated contract this year is 28 million. He just saved them theoretically. Oh, math. Now I'm going to do math. So 30 would Watch be out, two. People. 40 to that's this is a 12, force of nature right here right 12 and 4 is 16 60 he just saved them 16 million plus on the cap is that right close enough yeah yeah something like that yeah so i You're mean in the ballpark yeah i'm in the ballpark horseshoes and, and hand grenades yeah it, and 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 uh, let's face it 28 million dollars in today's cap is nothing now they still got work to do i mean there's no question they got work to do but I like I don't I'm not mad at Aaron Rodgers for getting paid. He deserves to get paid. He's he's arguably one of the top he's the number one or number two quarterback in the National Football League. Bar none. I mean you can you could split hairs over he and Mahomes or he and, and Brady, but he's right there. The way this whole thing with Rodgers has played out nationally, I I kind of feel bad about it. I've always liked Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. I've gotten to like him from afar and respect him even more because of the, some of the dealings you've had with him. And you had a game with him not not this past season. A year ago. The season before. Yeah. And 2020. When you describe your conversation with him, it, it flies in the face of all of these accusations that he's a drama queen and he's selfish and he's a diva because you've shared with, with not just me, but with, our, our podcast audience mm-hmm. here, but what it's like to just sit and talk football with him and how genuinely passionate he is oh, yeah. about football and how much he loves the, the chess match of football, the X's and O's and, and how much he loves, you were talking about Brady being one of the guys, how much he enjoys yeah. being one of the guys and how much the guys enjoy being buddies with him. I, I don't think there's any question when you talk about when you talk to the guys that that play with an Aaron Rodgers or play with a Tom Brady, those guys love playing with that guy. There's a is there a reverence for him? Absolutely, because of what they've been able to accomplish and all the things they've done. At the same time, man, I I think they do a pretty good job of being one of the dudes. And Aaron is like I love Aaron, man. He's a good guy. He's he's you know I mean. Are there are, are there some quirky traits? Have these developed? Quirky? Yeah, you know. Will you do a Pancha Karma cleanse? Absolutely. You know, it's like I'm sure there's some things, and I'm sure there's some benefit to all that stuff. But the bottom line is, the guys I've talked to love playing with him. The guy is incredibly smart. I mean, super smart. Um, passionate about football. Understands the game. Um, is competitive as hell and wants to win. And and Listen, there's always guys that are a little bit different within a locker room, but that's that's good. That's a good thing, man. It's good to mix it up and have differences of opinion and, and being able to talk. And he's one of those guys that, you know, can have that conversation. And, you know, I, I met a couple of weeks ago 
with Nathaniel Hackett, and we talked about, you know, you better have, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, you better have an answer. You damn well better have an answer. And, like, he's going to ask you questions about, hey, man, what if we get this? What are we going to do? What's the, like, what's the rule? The great ones are all that way. Peyton Manning was that way. Yep. They, 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 they used to say Peyton Manning drive you up the wall as a coach because he'd always be like, okay, what do we do about this? Well, what's the answer to this? Mm-hmm. Give me the answer to this. And, okay, if we're going to do this in, in October, we got to do it in November. The same or almost like way. a child. Why? 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 We're doing this. Why? Why? Why, Why are we doing that? <laughs> right. I don't like, yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> but the great ones have that inquisitive nature to yeah. them. I, I find that really intelligent people have a very inquisitive nature about them. Me, not so much. Not you so tell much. me, you tell me, hey, this is the way it is. I'm like, yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's my What's itinerary today? Where, yeah. where, where do I have to go? If yeah. We hit this time and that time. Fine. What time is snack time? <laughs> right. What time is snack time? <laughs> what time is snack time? And when do I get to have, have a nap? Yeah. Uh, well, we one one thing's clear is as all these moves get made and and the focus on the quarterbacks and here in Denver, it's just been. A week now knowing that Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback oh. and life is grand, isn't it? Because yeah. you got one now, right? And I, I think of the reaction to Deshaun Watson once no criminal charges were filed against Deshaun Watson, how it was like all of a sudden, release the hounds, right? Right. And never mind the fact that he still got all these civil cases hanging over him. And, you know, for plenty of people, there's, a, there's an implication there that if you settle a civil case that you're you're admitting to some kind of guilt, right? Mm. Even though it's not criminal. Right. That's I think how a lot of people view these things, but yet in the eyes of the NFL, doesn't matter. Once there was no possibility of criminal charges, mm-hmm. let's go. Right. And all these teams pursuing Deshaun Watson, the Panthers, I mean, look at the Browns to the point where Baker Mayfield sending out messages to Browns fans saying thanks for the memories. It is amazing, isn't it? And and let's face it. Hey, NFL teams right now are going, hey, quickly, write some checks, like clear this thing up, and let's see what the commissioner comes down with because you know there's going to be some type of punitive damage, right? You know there's going to be some type of suspension from the commissioner's office. What is is it? Is it six games? Is it eight games? Is it 12 games? I don't know, but there's going to be something. So even if you sign him, you're gonna he's going to be out for some time. I, I don't know what that time is. But, yeah, once the criminal charges were dropped, like, hey, we'll deal with civil stuff, right? We'll deal with civil lawsuits, and and there's less burden of proof for civil suits and all that stuff. But, yeah, at least you have, like, at least you have a pathway, right? You have a pathway to getting what you assume is a franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And so, yeah, there were, there's half a dozen teams. I had people call me yesterday, you know, like, well, would you, if you were put on your GM hat, right? If you were GM, would you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Would, would I sign him? Yeah. 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 Hey, what he did was wrong or what he did, wh- whatever. All all those different things. Yes. It's wrong. We don't condone it. You know, he's been through the proper rehab. He's shown contrition. He's settled with these, these suits. He hasn't admitted guilt. Whatever. You know, you're going to, and you, be, you may be mad at me for a while. Until you get that game, Mike, and you know what that game is, right? Three touchdowns, 360 yards passing, game-winning drive that puts you over the top and puts you in contention for the division. And you're all like, and he's good. 
He goes from being a social pariah to a redemption story. Right. And we all love redemption stories, that, right? America loves a America good redemption loves story. a good redemption story. Right. If you can perform. Right. If, if you, you can, can play. play. Right. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. They love that. So you would take the initial heat as a franchise, yep. right? You and you would. I mean, there's there's going to be heat, and you just got to be able to handle the heat. And let me just tell you, like you said, as soon as he starts performing and you start winning games, you're right. It, it the narrative changes from scumbag to redemption story. So what about these teams that are scrambling, trying to find their quarterback? How about Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh? Is that a fit? Listen, I, Mitch Trubisky's twice in four years in Chicago, twice went to the playoffs. One time, 12-4, and four, and his coach won Coach of the Year in 20, I think, 18, right? And then 2020, they went to the playoffs. Now they lost to, I think it was New Orleans in the playoffs in the wild card round, but they got to the playoffs. Like Mitch Trubisky, great athlete, on the run, pretty accurate on the run, does a good job. You know, one of the things that I've always come away talking to Mitch Trubisky is I've always thought to myself from a confidence standpoint, who are you trying to sell me or are you trying to sell yourself? Like, like there, there just has not been that swagger, bravado, belief. I've never felt that coming from him. I've always felt a little bit of insecurity, not sure, don't quite have it figured out yet and sometimes a year of kind of quote-unquote football rehab is the best thing that can happen to you you get a all of a sudden you have no pressure on you you're backing up if you're preparing like you were a starter but you're away from it a little bit you realize like you realize how much you miss it um you learn from a guy like Josh Allen, a guy like Brian Dable, who was the coordinator there, now the head coach of the Giants. And sometimes just that year away helps give you perspective. Um, not that you were away from the game, you were part of the game, but you weren't playing. It gives you some perspective. It gives you a different way of looking at things and probably a different way of learning things. Um, Pittsburgh, tough town, though. Tough town to test that football right. rehab. Right. You. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Trubisky that worries me. Um, are you tough enough mentally to handle a town like Pittsburgh? Are you tough enough mentally to bounce back from a bad game? Um, and because you're going to hear it, yeah. you're going to hear about it. At there. least he was prepped for it, Chicago. <laughs> you know. I mean, that's yeah, not, that wasn't easy. But no, it wasn't. But one of the things I always, I always felt like, I always felt like they tried to insulate him way too much. I mean, you walk into a meeting, and one of the only teams, and I've met with pretty much every team, one of the only teams that gives you like parameters. Hey, uh, we're not going to bring about, a, you know, we're not going to bring about. Um, this, that, you watched the movie Encanto? You no, haven't seen it? No. You need to see that. 
like you always tell me, you got to watch Yosemite or you got to watch, you know, uh, Yellowstone, Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, Yellowstone, right, yeah. You like calling you, Yosemite, right? You got to watch. You got to watch all these things. I'm I'm bringing kids movies. Yeah, I know. You got to you got to watch. <laughs> That's right. You got to watch. Well, Sing I have two. teenagers now. So yeah, you got to watch. You have Sing grandkids. Two, okay. Right? You got to watch. You and my day will come eventually, right. but yeah. uh, let's not rush it, please. But there's a great song in there and a great character named Bruno and. And, like, you don't talk about Bruno. Everybody knows you don't talk about Bruno. You ask any three-year-old on the streets right now, what do you not talk <laughs> about? Right. They'll tell you they don't, yeah. you don't talk about hey, Bruno. Hey, walk up to your average three-year-old. Ask yeah. them, what do you not talk about? They'll say Bruno. Yeah, when I was at that car show, I took a picture with a little girl in the Broncos. She was about three, three and a half. I said, uh, have you seen Encanto? She said, yes. I go, what do we not talk about? She looked at me square in the eye and said, Bruno. <laughs> I kid you not, that's a true story. I, I'm not lying to you. It's 100% true. We don't talk about Bruno. When, when you go into an NFL meeting with a starting quarterback and the PR staff goes, hey, we don't we don't talk about this. We don't don't ask him questions about this. Oh, don't really? Like, and no, I just, like, it's, for me, it's an automatic turnoff. Yeah. Like, dude, you got to have, you got to have onions enough to yep. handle that, right? Yeah. Yep. So can you, have you overcome that shielding because you're not i don't believe you're going to get that in pittsburgh i mean mike mike tomlin is no nonsense i'm going to tell you exactly how it is and that's how the organization operates and it's a great from that standpoint it's a great organization and they are wide open their pr staff is wide open like there is no parameters on what you can and cannot talk about and what you can't they didn't give you a list of like hey don't ask mike about this that no Mike is like, man, I want you guys to have a great broadcast. Here's what I know. And then he, he rolls through the whole thing on Friday, you know? I mean, it's awesome. So, like, that's where I worry more about, more than the talent level. And, you know, there's some things that need to clean up from the pocket and all that stuff. I worry more about just the confidence level of Mitch Trubisky. Early impressions of free agency? Winners in free agency? A lot of people like the what the Chargers have done. Yeah, pulling I mean, even, pulling I mean, even, maybe with uh, Kansas City. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the Chargers are going to charge her, so we'll see about that. But defensively, when you talk about adding Khalil Mack to the to the organization, uh, oh, who's the yeah, JC Jackson? Yeah, JC Jackson, New England, New England, really good player. Um, that that's great. Chargers still got to win, though. I mean, the Chargers still got to prove that they can win. I mean, you know, we, we, we're anointing Justin Herbert, and I understand why. The guy's a remarkable player, but you're still, you know, you're still a 500 football team. Yeah, I mean, you, years you still we've haven't gone made into the playoffs. Talking about the Chargers as, hey, Chargers are loaded. Chargers right. are one of the more talented teams in right. the NFL. Yeah. we th- this, this is not something new. We've been talking about that with the Chargers right. for, like, yeah. You know, going back to the early days of Philip Rivers. I'm not and ready. And they always seem to underachieve. I'm not I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to say they've pulled even with Kansas right. City or Denver. Oh, you agree with that, do you? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> anyhow. Inside joke. <laughs> Half a point. <laughs> and, and anyhow, yeah, I mean, like I love what they did defensively. We'll see, you know, we'll see how they how they Choose to lose this year. I mean, they always find a way to. They seem to find a way to lose games. But so. on paper, on paper, on paper, they look pretty damn good. Yeah. What do I say about on paper? The games were played there. I'd have spent a lot less time on an operating table. Um. So we'll see. Well, uh, should be wild. I mean, should be a the division. How oh. loaded is the is the AFC West for crying out loud? 
I think Field Yates of ESPN joked, uh, early look at the preliminary TV schedule, first eight weeks of Sunday Night Football, yeah. all AFC West matchups. Yeah, AFC West matchup, <laughs> AFC West matchup. Yeah, there is no bad matchup there. It no. should, it'll be it'll be great to see exactly how, how that division pans out. Because you could see, you said this on a radio show, and I, I just obviously made fun of you yeah, for you saying it. it. Scoffed at it. But you you were like, all, all four teams could win 10 games. And come on. But you know what? I mean, the Raiders, I like the Raiders feel like the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. But who knows? But if you're if you if your division is such that everybody goes three and three, you just beat each other up inside yeah. the division, and then you just crush everything else. You can see it. You can see it. It's gonna All be right. fun. Yeah, it is fun. All right, man, that does it for us. For uh, Mike, I am Mark from Millennial Ben. We thank you so much. Want to reach out or shout out to our presenting sponsor, great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Also, uh, order up some of my green chili, some of my queso dip at Stinking Good, 1G, stinkinggood.com uh, for queso, for green chili, um, all things uh, there. Is just awesome. So, anyhow, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Um, For everybody involved in the show, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week.